A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, Facebook Live, um, and hello, the world. This is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. Uh, can I recommend that you find us on Facebook? If you're listening to the podcast, you find us on Facebook and go and check this out. Uh, if you're watching right now, then you can enjoy. Uh, we're all in wonderful Canterbury jerseys. The brand new untouchable jersey. The Lion, British and Irish Lions 2017 jersey. Uh, so thank you to Canterbury for, uh, well, and Warren Gatland for handing us our jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, ob- obviously, because we don't do things by halves, we don't just put a jersey on because, well, we just don't think you should just put a rugby shirt on with a pair of jeans. No. No. Full kit. Full kit. Full kit or- or full, nothing. Full kit. And I'm very disappointed, gentlemen, that neither of you are wearing boots. Well, I my, know. I, I know. Well, we're not wearing trainers. Well, yeah, unlike, that is true. Unlike you two cowards, I actually play still. So <laughs> my boots are full of mud. I've got an excuse. Uh, the light in my shed is broken and I was going, going around it in the dark trying to find them but couldn't. So I've had to come without boots, but I'm, I'm in full kit. Uh, so yeah, uh, have a look at our Facebook page for the uh, for the brand new Lions jersey. You'll see it being worn by us, and you can watch the podcast, which you may well be doing now. If so, uh, then like, share, give your comments, and we can include what you've got to say in the podcast as it goes on. Otherwise, comment on the podcast anything you hear at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Uh, get involved. Right, we should get into it then. So hands right. in, hands in, actual hands in. Pod, oh, wait, wait, hands in. I'm injured. Quickly, quickly. <laughs> hands in. Pod uh, on three. One, two, three. Pod. Hello Egg Chasers, it is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. We're just three mates, rugby fans that love the game uh, just as much as you do. I'm Tim, that is JB. Hello Tim. That is Philip. Hello Tim. And leave your reviews on iTunes, that may be where you're listening, you can subscribe there or on Acast. Uh, For example, Brunts94 says, consistently a great listen, even if they do have a slight addiction to Ellis Genge's social media. (laughs) (laughs) We do. Uh, uh, Clever Trevor uh, gave us a five-star review and said, De besta rugby manshaft. No, yeah, fair, fair. Couldn't agree more. Uh, listen to earlier podcasts if you don't understand that one. And uh, this one says, uh, it's from Offside Flanker, says, As good as Ireland beating the All Blacks, five stars, boost the morale on the commute to work, very knowledgeable, wit as sharp as a cornerstone razor. And finally, Posh Barrington said, I really enjoy this pod, it makes me laugh, not only because it allows allows me to seem more informed than those Autumn International and Six Nation only fans that we all work with, <laughs> oh, but also because them. it gives an insight into the big issues. Players' girlfriends, Ellis Genge, <laughs> DJ Hask's big tunes. So there you go. So if you're looking for a pod with right wing, in brackets, check out JB's Twitter. Uh, right wing values, check out JB's Twitter. <laughs> Terrible production values, brackets. Check out JB's Twitter. Q and <laughs> Q and. Uh, 
advert. Uh, awkward moments, uh, then get involved. And then it says, Phil is cool. They are. There you go. Uh, so uh, <laughs> iTunes. Thanks. Yeah. iTunes and Acast. And um, right. We, so this is the international podcast, right, boys? That is correct. We're going to do a midweek domestic podcast as we did last time. That is also correct. Uh, so this one is all about the international rugby. And what a weekend of rugby it was. At all levels of the game, it was awesome. Amazing. Yes, I mean, obviously the big game this week was uh, Tok H, who took on... Um, <laughs> who did he take on this week? Colin Nelson, another big win. Yeah. Uh, but because of that big win, uh, I might have had a little bit too much alcohol. So I have seen these games, but my recollection of them isn't great. Well, Phil was in Dublin. I was. So we have an eyewitness. But hang on, I imagine you ingested more alcohol than I did. Uh, I don't know how much you ingested. I did drink a lot of beer. Uh, and a lot of mimosas. Did you have a brunch? Yesterday. We had a brunch, we had a bottomless brunch, oh, directly, directly before the England game, uh, then enjoyed the England game with a couple of Guinnesses, and then made our way over to the stadium. Oh. Got in there about half an hour before kick-off. Wonderful. So, oh, soaked so up angry. the atmosphere, uh, and the atmosphere was unbelievable. Everything you would expect, and it probably came across on TV. It did, but, but it would never it, do it justice. Yeah, it might not have quite done it real justice, because actually been there in the stadium when the hacker was going on when Ireland were preparing and then the the kickoff the noise was unbelievable I don't think I've been to a game quite like it really R- really the, the, actually the, the last time I've been to a game where it's probably pushed that atmosphere close was Ireland against Wales where me and you t- went Tim yeah. um, in the six, oh, when in the Wales six held off Ireland on their own line for about 20 oh, minutes was, yeah. was the best four minutes of rugby in the last 10 years that was awesome yeah so uh, I'm just trying to bob out the link. Where are we on? Oh no, I've done it. Huh? I've done it. Have you? Yeah. Okay. All sorted. Well, we are. So just a reminder, we are on Facebook Live, and you can watch it. That's what I'm just trying to check. Anyway, um, right. So yeah. So let's let's talk Ireland versus New Zealand. Redemption, revenge, however you want to put it. New Zealand thoroughly deserved their win, um, but a fantastic Test match. Yeah. It- it was it was frustrating for me because I was going there very much with my island hat on. I wanted Ireland to do it again, um, and you almost felt there was this inevitability right from the start when New Zealand retained their own kickoff, and when phase after phase after phase, eventually Bowden puts the the cross kick to Malachi Fekitoa, and he crashes over, and you felt from then it wasn't going to be Ireland's day, and Ireland came back incredibly well. They had so much territory, so much possession, and so much control over the game. Um, again, they only conceded four penalties, whereas New Zealand conceded thirteen or fourteen. Mm. Um, so they had all this, all this territory, all this possession, all this control, but they just didn't have a cutting edge. And it was that that final bit. They needed someone to offer that spark, and lots of players put their hands up in lots of different ways, but no one quite had that razor sharp cutting edge. Conversely, when New Zealand got a half chance, I mean that 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 last try, ignoring the possible forward pass, but just the the finishing it to do that in no in no space. Well, I, I know yeah. it, there was talk during yeah. the game, and I've yeah. not seen it properly since. Uh, then. Which forward pass was that? It wasn't. Was that for the second try? No, the last no, try. The last try. Uh, last try. Right. The last no. try. I mean, the thing which got me about this is it wasn't a traditional All Blacks game. I mean, they didn't concede many points to start with. Their defence was fantastic. And to be fair, their defence is good. Um, their defence was incredible. And they didn't have that second-half blitz. No. I mean, Ireland, the biggest compliment you can give to Ireland is they made the All Blacks look mortal. Um, yes. Having already beaten them, something just wasn't quite right. But 
Ireland will be frustrated because of all that territory and all that possession. New Zealand, 14 penalties. They had two men sent, sent to the bin uh, during the game and Ireland still couldn't get over the whitewash. Yeah. They couldn't score that try. And that's... I actually came away, loved it. It was brilliant and massive thanks to Canterbury for, for the tickets. But I felt a little bit disappointed. I, I felt a little bit frustrated because Ireland should have done a little bit better than they actually did. Who, Which of the Ireland players really stood out for you? Who, who's put their hand up for oh, Lions selection now? Well, Sean O'Brien coming back in, I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah. Which is only... He might have played five games since coming back from injury. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still probably lacking a tiny bit of match fitness, but he's still spectacular. Yeah. Josh van der Fleer was good. Heaslip is having a hell of an Indian summer. Yeah, he really is. I mean, I call him the flat track bully of international rugby, the, the Patrick Clivert oh. of the Six Nations. But he, he's, he, was, he played really well. He, and he played really well in the last game. He's, yeah. This, this year he's been. I love like, watching that whole back row just ball carry. I mean, yeah. just uh, CJ Stander, particularly in that first half, it was yeah. just fantastic to watch. Um, and Paddy Jackson, when he came, because Ireland had a lot of injuries, so Stander went off. Yep. Um, obviously, Henshaw went off. Sexton Ooh, went off with a careful with his ham, hamstring. So all of the island players stood up well. There's, yeah. You couldn't, you could not point a finger at any of them and say they underperformed. Isn't it weird for but, Ireland? However, but, Sorry, yeah, you couldn't say any underperformed, but no one did that extra bit in attack. They were all incredible. One, man one person defense. did. One person in attack for Ireland, probably the most exciting player for me for the whole day. Ring rules. Furlong. Oh, Phil. Oh, yeah. My word. Wow. Yeah, that guy. Whoa, he's just something else. Twigger in his prime. Yeah, I want, I want Ireland to... If they had 15 furlongs, they would have beaten New Zealand 60-0. There is man, no the doubt. would have been awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. What a what an unbelievable prospect that guy is. The is it, power. Can I just say, isn't it weird for Ireland, right? You rewind the clock, say, five years ago, and uh, Brian O'Driscoll pulls his hamstring in his last ever international game. Wouldn't you have assumed at that point that that was the high watermark of Irish rugby? Yeah. You know, because you had the two locks going, you had yeah, Darcy, yeah. you had O'Driscoll. It's almost like a, a national morning. And then five years later, you could argue that this this actually is the best Ireland team that they've ever had. Yes. Well, yeah. Lawrence Hooper tweeted us to at Rugby Podcast, and he made a point quite similar to this one. I wrote it down. It said, uh, the big point for Ireland out of these games is they're no longer reliant on talisman. They have yes. depth. That's a great tweet. Yes. a great way of putting it. It is I actually. Because Van der Fleer was fantastic coming off the bench. Yep. Yeah. And a few years ago, if Sexton had gone off, yep. they could have capitulated. But having someone like Paddy Jackson, who is a quality quality replacement, um, I'd say one thing that I really enjoyed uh, being in the, the Irish crowd. They they call all the players by first the, their first names. <laughs> oh, do so they? It's all go on Johnny, <laughs> uh, go on Taj, go on go on Shawnee, go on Ian. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I am guilty of that occasionally. Simon. Yeah, so I, I was really getting into the spirit uh, of it. But it's sort of in what in summarising kind of what you said. Liam Doherty was another person that tweeted us and said uh, loved seeing New Zealand being pressured with the ball and looking shaky, but. If you can't put the ball over the line, you will lose. Yes, and, definitely. And that's what it comes down to. And I think, kind of echoing that in a way, Darrow Ruddy said, let's hope the chat is about a fantastic test match on the podcast and not the emotional reactions afterwards. We've all been there. Hashtag LTBP. Ooh. I would say on that front, can I just... Uh, one I'm looking forward to this so much. No, 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 no. I'm no. following our, our Twitter and I'm just looking forward to no, this no, no, no. volcanic eruption. No, no. I, one thing I would say that Phil wouldn't have experienced 
was the Sky Sports commentary team. No. Which included Alan Quinlan. Uh, someone who's, you know, had some uh, interesting uh, a- a- actions on a pitch himself. A gouger. Um, yeah. he, he may have eye gouged. He was a very, very, very hard gouged. player. Uh, very, very physical player. <laughs> he may have eye gouged. No, he did. No, he did. Firstly, he kept he kept he kept referring to this, or the commentator and him, him kept referring to this as the two best teams in in the world. Okay, which annoyed me. Maybe. It's like Ireland had a great game in Chicago, but let's yeah. not get overboard here. Maybe yeah. he might have a point. No, that, that no. Ireland aren't the second best team in the world. Uh, according to the rankings, you're no. getting off. Well, no, just... just Who like, are the second best team in the world? One swallow doesn't make a summer. Who are the, best, the second best team in the world? England are currently. Uh, is that what you think? Well, they are, by the rankings and by... Oh, so it is by the rankings. And by the fact they hammered Australia three times in the summer. I'm not saying you're wrong. Um, anyway. I'm not saying you're wrong. So, yeah. Um, but uh, it was unbelievably the most most painfully biased commentary I've ever heard. It was awful to listen to. You've heard Brian Moore and Jonathan Davis. I've heard Brian Moore, I've heard Jonathan Davis. This was, it was so painful to listen to. I'd be really interested if we have any Irish fans listening. Did did you find that as, as painful to listen to or as embarrassing or as awkward? I just thought it was that element of it, the, the biased nature of it, was was, was dreadful because uh, I was in, enjoying it. I loved watching Bowden Barrett. But do you, do you don't like a bit, of, a bit of bias in your commentary? Yeah, I don't. Well, you like like one Irish guy, one New Zealander, or uh, do you just want? I like passion, but when you when you like completely close your mind off to to one thing and make excuses for it, oh no, that was fine, that was fine, and then the next thing, oh, it should be a red card. It yeah, was, I guess uh, you want a guy who's passionate about the game of rugby, yes, exactly. and is excited for both. Yeah. In both d- directions. Yeah, exactly. a very, a, an impassioned neutral would, yeah. be, would be better. Yes, I would completely agree with that. Um, do you reckon then they should they should pass a law like <laughs> do you know referees have got to be from a neutral country? Yeah, maybe a new, you know a commentators new, neutral commenta- from a neutral hemisphere. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, I, no, I like the I like the passion of someone who's really rooting for rooting for a team. I like. If you're it. having a neutral hemisphere when when a southern <laughs> hemisphere plays a northern hemisphere team, how do you manage that? <laughs> Um, the the game reminded me of a game from say 10, 20 years ago the the physicality of it 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 was was, I loved watching it it was it was brutal what was the most physical part of it Tim? all all of it the uh, the most physical part come on no no Tad Tad Furlong it was all massive yeah Tad Furlong was probably the most physical um, specimen on the field Um, yeah I thought that there was a lot of cynical play and the game was officiated very poorly both ways. So Ireland were unbelievably cynical at the breakdown and were holding on to New Zealand tackle, tacklers and slowing it down. I've watched the game again mm. and it was clearly something they did deliberately and the referee just didn't get control of it. And like That's quite interesting. Tempers kind of simmered and it was like a it was like sort of a, a pan boiling and it was gonna it was gonna it was gonna go and it went on it went on all sides. It but it was massively, massively physical. So the referee had a bad uh, go both ways and um so, but but one thing, right. Okay, all right, I'll find I'll go there, James. Yeah, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. All right, all right, all right. So what I will say before I get into this is <laughs> I don't mind anyone questioning any decision. Okay. Okay. I think that one thing we, we do as rugby fans, and I do it as much as anyone, is we feel like we have some kind of moral superiority over, say, football. Yes. And and I'm proud to say that for the most part we we live up to that. However, it really, really upsets me 
uh, makes me angry when you see referees getting accused of being cheats. Yeah, I don't. Oh, when that. teams get I accused of being of cheats, completely agree with that. And that was a massive amount. No, although teams can be cheats. I mean, teams well, are allowed yeah. to cheat, and they should be cheating. They they're not cheating. Be. They're not so trying. To question the integrity of a referee, you can question yeah. the yeah. decisions a referee Absolutely makes. Right. But to question the integrity of a referee really hacks me off. And yeah. that was a massive amount of. And then Twitter's a weird place where you see. You're behind the. You're not there having a conversation with the person, so you put out really strong opinions. But there was. Uh, that's a lot of what I saw, and that's what some of my tweets were about. Just like, come on, there's there's not cheating going on. The referee isn't biased. He may have made a decision you don't agree with. Have a conversation about it. Don't don't start making well, lo- lobbying I mean, crazy accusations. Fans. What were the crowd like? Were they saying similar things? Uh, the crowd there was a lot of booing um, and hissing. So it was. Um, it's kind of as you'd expect. They were. Booing the decisions when the try was that the Bowden Barrett try was given, they were booing that decision. And when uh, Sam Kane wasn't given a yellow yeah. card, or well, on the like Bowden on the Bowden Barrett uh, grounding, if it wasn't grounded, Pen- it was it was it was a penalty try, yeah. yellow card or red card. Johnny Sexton with his fist connecting with the face of Bowden Barrett. If mm. I wouldn't say it should be a yellow or a red, but I, I but other people who think that um, Sam Kane should have been yellowed or red well, redded, I would say. But, yeah, I actually think justice was probably done on the Bowden Barrett because I don't think he grounded it. I think he did, actually. I, one angle looked like it, it did, one angle looked like it didn't. Yeah, so the angle where he didn't, it was just like, it was a very fortunate camera angle for Sexton because his forearm was on the outside of the ball. Yeah, see what I mean? but it looked like the ball was angled up from where... Yeah. It, anyway. But if you can see one... If view, Johnny Sexton was a more powerful bloke, if he was the size of, uh, say, Matt Luamanu, or Tad Furlong, and he'd connected with Bowden Barrett's uh, face if, if Tad, in the way he did. If Furlong, then then we card, would have been talking yeah. about a, re- a red card because Johnny because uh, uh, Bowden Barrett would have been out cold. Yeah. Um, so potentially, it, this is kind of what I mean. Where when I come back to this general thing of accidents can happen, there was no intent from Johnny Sexton. He was trying. Both, yeah, but that's a slightly different scenario. Both guys to to what to the scenario where someone does get knocked out. Um, because they're both diving towards the floor. It's not. He's not making a tackle either, which is an interesting one. He is trying to steal the ball. So I don't know what the law says about. Well, that. I'd say that's, well, that, that's, I'd say that's even more. I'd say is that's it? even more yeah. reckless. If you're going for the ball and you connect with someone's face, then you could argue that's reckless. I definitely. I'm going to carry the ball around my face. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only answer. Yeah. There's a coaching point. I know. I know. I know. So, uh, so that was one contentious decision, and I agree with you, Phil. Justice was done. Whichever way you look at it, even if you think it wasn't grounded, yeah, it would have been, been a penalty try, and arguably, yeah, uh, ten minutes at least for for Sexton. Yes. If they bothered to look at it, I don't think it should have been ten minutes. But anyway, uh, on the on the basis of what people seem to think about Sam Kane, it would have been not just ten minutes for Johnny Sexton and a penalty try. It would have been a yellow card or a red card. Well, there's a range of opinions on the Sam Kane thing, which is um, he should have um, he should have been awarded the penalty because of the obstruction because Hen- because um, uh, uh, Henshaw got in his way, and the complete opposite to that is he should be in stocks. Yeah. Or he should he should go to the electric chair. It is there is such a range of opinion on yeah. what should have happened. But I think it should have been a red. No, sorry, it should have been a yellow, maybe a red. Uh, and what? Because when you looked at this the first time, you looked at the bit of footage and you commented on it on Twitter yesterday. Yeah, you said head to head. Oh, well. head to head. No worries. Carry on. This is okay. So the action of the tackle itself. The, the damage is head to head. I'm sure it is. I'm sure when he goes out cold, it's because Sam Kane's head has hit his head. So that's well, not well, really. Oh, the, I think the shoulder. I think. I think the, I mean, the shoulder looks been... like it's careering yeah. towards him. But, but anyway, so, so I'm interested in why you changed from nothing to see here to yellow card because 
it's the intent of going high. So it's his recklessness which has caused that issue. That, that issue. So you, Reckless you, rather than intent. You have to be very careful with your language around this. Yes. And, and, and no, he, he was, yeah, he didn't intend to do it. And when you make that judgment, are you, are you make, making it by looking at those incredibly slowed down images of, of the incident? Or are you looking at it when it was... Um, a I don't fraction think of a second Henschel pirouetting changing direction as Sam Kane is moving towards him yeah but he's not changing height and Sam Kane is very high hence you, they go head to have head. you seen it in full speed yes and when you saw it in full speed what did you think um, like, it's a real tough one and if they don't clash heads I'm pretty sure that um, Kane's Shoulder is going to knock his head off anyway. Well, so what did the TMO say at the time? He said, I "Can't remember." They, well, they, no, I can't they, remember. I couldn't hear it. They said, the "They basically said uh, penalty only." There was uh, Henshaw was moving and had spun into him and was and was moving downwards. There was, you know, the, the connection is is high. No intent. And but it is reckless. On, There's no way. Like that. It is reckless. Yeah, and this, this is I the difference. I wouldn't use the word reckless. I'd no, say it, it was high. Is. That's it. Well, the, reckless is the word that world rugby use. So they've recently clarified and defined yeah. reckless a reckless no, I remember act. this it was only last week as well uh, no well they, 2 weeks ago they did it no they they defined it in May last year oh okay but they they they, they've, they've they brought in that new directive yeah, yeah they've they've changed things a little bit recently but um i think it is it's different to the luamanu because like you say jay i do think the head to head is the most is the biggest uh cause of the injury yeah but his shoulder does hit his head Kane, Kane's shoulder definitely hits. Yeah. I see. I wasn't sure about okay. that. Well, on that basis, then Callum Clark, and we'll talk about this in the midweek but, pod. Callum Clark should not be cited and should not have any anything against him when he looks like to me deliberately tried to elbow the eye socket of Callum Clark would never of, do anything of O'Callaghan. like that. And today, uh, Halani Olika. Uh, because of the quick reactions of Jim Hamilton uh, for Saracens, Jim Halani Hamilton's o- ha- never ever been described. Halani Olika, Halani Olika swung a haymaker at Hamilton's head. He managed to duck, and as a result, it was only a yellow card, not a red card. So, wow. what, what are we judging? the The intent and the act, or the intent and the action, or the outcome? Because well, it seems to me more and more, and this bothers me a lot. It seems to be more and more we're judging the outcome. Uh, well. First point, intent doesn't come into it in terms of defining whether it's a penalty or not, whether it's foul play. Intent only comes into defining the sanction. So if you intended to do it, it should be a higher sanction than if you didn't intend to do it. With that said, World Rugby have defined recklessness um, and it's not considering the the safety of the other player. Yep. Um, And I do think that Sam Kane action was was reckless. It is different to the Lua Manos in which... Because the majority of the damage was the head-to-head, I do think possibly a yellow card was would be justified. But this evening he has been cited, so we will find out oh, exactly what we will find out exactly what World Rugby think. It was a on tough this. one. It's a real tough one. It, <laughs> Sorry, someone's just is. commented, Tim. What size are those shorts? Small, small. <laughs> Need to pull them up. <laughs> that, uh, that, that was interesting about the game actually. Fekitoa has the small. He's got Sonny Bill Williams shorts on. Yep. Whereas Israel Dag, Israel Dag doesn't look like he's in great shape. He's he's a he- playing very well. He's a hell of a player, mm. but he was wearing like basketball shorts. Was he? Yeah, I don't remember that. Fakatoa is a fantastic specimen. Yeah. Yes, he really he is. is. And you know, if you are in good shape, like most of the All Blacks are, that black jersey really does help. Nice slimming black jersey. Mm. Um, can I just have um, honourable mentions for a few players? Yep. I thought Luke Marshall was exceptional. Sorry, not Luke Marshall. Luke Marshall. Who yeah, the hell? Say, well, sorry. <laughs> Who's okay, the guy well, with the scum hat? Paddy Jackson. 
No. No, no he came on a sub, scrum hut, threw an offload, fell on the floor. Huh? There was a guy with, with a scrum Josh, hut. Josh Van der Fleer. Josh Van der Fleer. Yeah, which is why I got confused with Luke Marshall. Luke Marshall. Josh Van der Fleer came off, came came off on, the bench yeah, wearing a scrum hat. I thought he was absolutely awesome. He was. He um, was very good. Who was the other one that... Uh, oh, yeah, and why didn't Ireland carry 12 cover when they've got so many amazing centres? Yeah, good question. Um, I guess they thought you can push uh, Payne in there, but it is he's not really a 13, he's a 15, mm. so you... You push him into 13 and he does a job he, and he, he played manfully. I mean, what has McCloskey done not to deserve getting into that team? Well, he is injured at the moment. Uh, but but, someone, but there he, are players who are enough utility. Olding could cover several positions in the back line, so there's an yes. argument for having someone like him yeah. for the occasion when you have 12. There were some funny tweets. Uh, so Ian uh, tweeted at Rugby Podcast, the last time I saw such hysteria from Ireland was when Bod was dropped from the Lions in 2013. <laughs> um, uh, Jake15 is a New Zealander and said, when we were beaten... We held our hands up and congratulated the better team. Here, and this is this is just what he said. He said, "I, I can't help thinking that, that there's a lot of sore losers." Um, and then WF Lang, another Kiwi who tweeted us at Rugby Podcast. No one does hysterical like an Irish supporter. So there's a bit of ba- there's some banter flying around. Let's simmer it and keep it friendly and nice. All I want to say is amazing test match. Yeah. And regardless of any of the decisions of a referee, which weren't um, cheating or biased. Um, they may have been wrong. That's that's a subjective thing. That's your own opinion, and that's fine. But it wouldn't have affected the result because no. Ireland could not score. No, it would not have affected no. the result whatsoever. So there should be no complaints from from Irish. Did fans. you see Paul O'Connell's uh, half-time breakdown of it uh, on Twitter? Or it, it was. All, I'll, I'll, try, I'll see if I can find it. It was absolutely brilliant. He was one of the commentators, and I just thought. Uh, he's he's a total. He gets rugby. I just think I, I want more people like Paul O'Connell. He was loving the. Uh, I'll, I'll find that while you, you while you guys carry on um, carry on talking. Well, should we talk about a different test match? Yeah. So, which one? Should, Wales, we, should we briefly touch on uh, on England? Yeah, yes. we don't need to spend a long time. on No, that, I mean it's kind of what did you expect? You know, Fiji came. They looked a bit Fijian. They made some breaks. What did you expect? England came and looked a bit Fijian in a lot of cases. Nathan Hughes and uh, yeah. <laughs> Samisa yeah. Rockadaguni. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To add to the Kiwis, Dylan Hartley and uh, Tamina Harrison and the Vunapolas. The Vunapolas. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, it, I mean that basically sums up the in, the entire game. It's exactly what we expected. Um, I, we, we, I didn't get anything out of this game whatsoever. Really, I don't well, know why anyone even watch it. We saw some different combinations. So we saw Daly on the wing, and he he played well. Yep. In, against a weakened team, we saw Good at fullback. Again, he played well. Rocked, After rocked. the first minute, it's obligatory little blip. Yeah. But he's got to make one mistake at some point, yeah. hasn't he? Get out um, of Rocco de Guni was outstanding. Yeah. Um, and we saw a bit more of Tamina Harrison, who was possibly a bit underwhelming. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, so let's just focus on Good a second. So, Brown is going to be, I think, 34, 30, 34 by the next World Cup. Is he 30 now? Uh, I think he might be 31 now. Yeah, so, so three years, 30, 34. Yeah. By I, I already don't like the, the, the. I already don't like where this is going. I hate these type of points. Go it's on. not going to make the next World Cup, so let's not play them now. It's a very Lancaster-esque point. Yeah. Well, Good is the, the obvious next guy up. Would you? Would you agree? Yeah, he, but he's then, second but in then, line. But then he is couple, second in line. But then a couple of years ago, we'd have gone. So right, we got our second row sorted. Launch Brian Laws, and then out of the blue comes Mario Toje and well, George Cruz. Do you know what? I just wonder if. England are going to go from Brown 
skip Good because he's 28 and then go to a Mike Haley or a Anthony so, Watson. Yeah, I think the long-term development would be Watson or Noel. Uh, what about Haley? I mean, if his kicking is as valuable as people say, and it's very, it's very handy weapon to have, do you make a space for him at fullback? But he's not getting game time at fullback, is not he? Not getting game time on the wing. Yeah, but I think that was just a. They were testing it out because you can carry him as a bench player mm. to give you that back three cover yeah. in case of injury. I don't think he'll start a big test match on the wing, but he's, he's in case of injury. No, but if you know Manu's going to be back soon, so you know, you've got more selection, uh, selection headaches there. Uh, maybe. No, no, he's training well, apparently, and he'll be back for next week. Yeah, but he was back eight weeks ago and lasted one game. That's a solid point you make, and he's not really played very well uh, <laughs> at all for about three years. Yeah, so, yeah since okay, 2013. Fine. But from what I understand, he is, he is training very well. Yes. And he would have played this week, but they have just been extra careful, giving him an extra week off. Good. Um, so if he comes back, back into the fold, say, uh, that would, of course, make good more... Um, more valuable because yep. then you need your second playmaker because it's not yep. going to be Farrell. But of course, I think they'll go with Daly because of that long range kicking, or they stick with Brown. But I just wonder if they're going to s- skip the good era altogether, which I've been so eagerly waiting for. <laughs> mm, I don't think, I don't think it it works like that for for, for the reason I said. It, does, it doesn't work that there's a well, let's groom this person, then they're a successor. It's I think England have the the depth and the quality, and it doesn't really matter. I just think pick your best team and win the next game I completely agree I've been saying that for years but I just wonder if Good will never actually have that stint as the number one guy quite uh, possibly but that will be on a merit not because he's we need to skip past him if he's the best if he's the best at any point the best option he will he will be selected and he, he, had a, he was first choice a few years ago for a period was he like in uh, the 30 points to 3 crushing by Wales in 2013 13, was it? 2012? He was first choice that day. Well, I'm Brown, sure was, Brown, was, Brown was on the wing. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, because Cuthbert, Cuthbert ran round him. Oh, God. Cuthbert. Cuthbert. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Well, before we get into that, anything else you want to highlight on the England game? Uh, I I we didn't learn a huge amount. Uh, uh, yeah. some, poor, some frustratingly poor tackling from yeah. England. Although there's obviously some, some very good, powerful yeah. Fijian players. Mm. Um, it was... Uh, Steve, well, while we're talking England, uh, did you see? Oh my god, I've got to find this. Did you see what, what Eddie Jones had to say about Steve Borthwick being part of the Lions? I loved setup? it. If it, if it's what he actually said, I love it. <laughs> no, it's a direct quote. I've seen it in a paper. <laughs> yeah, a quote from Eddie Jones. I, I have seen it. If you can get it, <laughs> Eddie Jones said, um, "He's great. It's great for Steve Borthwick." Basically, he said, "It's great for Steve Borthwick if he's going." Uh, <laughs> what was what was it? Was it a ten million? But, no, no, it, uh, no. Seven, a ten-week ten period of being of hearing bro fifty of hear, times a day, of hearing bro seven million times seven million a day. times a day. <laughs> <laughs> if he comes out of that unscathed, brilliant. Hey, bro. Yeah, it's hey going to be bro. a lot of bro. Hey, bro. Welcome to New Zealand, bro. Good to have you here, bro. Uh, it was very funny. Um, just I've got that little um, Paul O'Connell clip, by the way. Ah, excellent. So this is Paul O'Connell at halftime when, I mean, th- th- there was someone from. Uh, RTE, the Irish broadcaster who interviewed Steve Hansen, and just the only question in post-match interview was, "But we basically were so, but were you dirty? Were you dirty though? Were you dirty though?" And he just Ugh. went, oh, just, "I'm not, I'm, well, I'm not interested." This is Paul O'Connell when the people, were, uh, when the his, his, the pundits were trying to say, "Oh, is there anything dirty going on here?" This is the class of the man. Yeah, 
it's incredibly physical and uh, you know I think it's a really respectful performance from New Zealand um, I mean two of the penalties they've given away I know the penalty count is 8-2 but two of the penalties they've given away have been really cynical penalties and they've been brilliant penalties they've led to six points from Ireland but it could have been 14 and uh, you know I, I think those two penalties that they gave away one on the line where CJ nearly got over and the other one at the scrum you know have really helped New Zealand this game he had a big smile on his face saying just like love the physicality of it and I love that New Zealand are having to be so cynical when they play Ireland but isn't it brilliant how smart and streetwise they are yeah well that's their job I mean their job yeah. is make a decision yeah. a good decision do I give away three or do, do I give away seven I tend to think any penalty in the five metre line for slowing the ball down should result in a yellow card yeah that's where yeah. I'm I, I'm with that as well I don't understand why, why it's not if you're it happened today in the Leicester game. There's a couple of penalties on the Leicester try line. It's like that should definitely be a yellow card. Yeah. No, if, no, no ifs or buts. So, what's the situation with England and this 18? I know it's an artificial thing. It doesn't really matter, but and I don't want to get ahead of myself because I am worried about Australia. But um, this 18 game record that New Zealand have. Okay. So England have won 12 on the bounce. Now, yes. Which is an which is impressive in itself. They've got Argentina next 13, Australia 14. Then, Six Nations. Hang on, are they a week behind? So that would put them to 19. That would put them to 19. Or is it that they... Yeah, they might beat it if they win through the Six Nations. Or do they equal it in the Six Nations? Have they done 11 now? I thought they'd equaled it in the Six Nations. And then then they play New Zealand. But I I don't think they play... New Zealand first. I was looking the other week to try and find out what the running order for next year's tests are, and I can't find them anywhere. So we know they're playing ah. New Zealand, but I don't know if they're playing them first. Oh, it's all going to be relevant because yeah. Australia. I'm worried. I'm really worried. <laughs> well, about. okay. Yes. Just before you continue, I think there might be something up here, which is don't all the test match. Aren't they all organised two years in advance? Yes. And isn't this the end of that cycle? No, it's nine, it's after 2019. There's no, oh, there's right. no further test match booked in after 2019. That's right. And then New Zealand is saying, well, we're just going to do our own thing. Yeah, because, their... they, because they're pushing for the global season. They are, but I mean, they can go do their own thing, but where, where are they going to play and who, will, and who else will they play? So, mm. so I don't, uh, then in that case, I don't know why. But yeah, to answer that question, I think if they win everything now to the end of the Six Nations, that would have them equal it. But then I don't know who their next game would be against because they wouldn't have a summer tour because mm. of the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, unless they do like a kind of second string tour like they did in the last Lions when they went to Argentina. I think they might do. I think all the home nations are in a second string tour. Because Wales went to Japan yep. uh, and lost a couple of games I've seen some pictures from the Georgia match this weekend again, and I'm so I really want to go to that Romania game if we can do it. Yes. Oh, I do as well. It yeah, looks yeah, great. Yeah. We, we should. I mean, we've already had people listening. We mentioned it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. We've already had uh, forty-four quid return. Li- we've already had listeners um, get in touch on Twitter and say, uh, "Hit them and five lads are doing a weekend there, watching all the Six Nations games on the Saturday. Romania v Georgia on the Sunday. Hundred and fifty quid for flights and hotel and, and accommodation. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean. It's, yeah, it almost feels rude not to. Um, uh, Connor O'Shea, what a day for him! Yes, I'm gonna have to make an admission. I did not see any of this game um, because I'm an idiot. I just didn't, didn't think it'd be relevant. <laughs> so I was in Synod's Bar in Dublin, watching the England on the big screen. But it great, great uh, sports pub. It also had Wales Japan on, and it had Italy South Africa on on Ooh. different TVs. Which and one did you spend most of your time watching? 
More Wales, Wales Japan. More on England, oh, right, just because okay. it was the bigger game. It was yeah. it was the biggest TV. Oh, okay. Um But there was people, so you'd hear a cheer. You'd be watching England. You'd hear a cheer <laughs> going up, and you're like, right, which which TV is it? Which TV? Unfortunately, there's some football on one of them as well. Ooh. So occasionally got f- fooled into yeah. getting excited. Is this an all-time low for South Africa? Well, statistically yes. it is. I mean, it's the most games I've ever lost in a calendar year. It's now the worst run in their history, I think. So, you know, that's where that's where they are. I saw a really funny thing online, actually, which um, had a picture of... <laughs> it had taken Alistair Curtis's body in his, in his South African blazer uh, at a post-match press conference, and it had got... They'd, posted Donald Trump's head on it and the caption just said let's make Springboks great again well they need to do something I don't build think... a, and then, so then it was written underneath the comment was yeah build a wall to keep currently overseas players based in South Africa in yeah. to play for the Springboks <laughs> and make the French pay for it yeah. <laughs> and plus idea. Donald Trump hates the All Blacks does he? Does he? Well, he did. Oh, probably the, uh, would. He the... probably would. But uh, anyway, I'm trying to, oh, to, try to, try to fuse the topicality and oh, rugby no. there, boys. <laughs> That's not. Um, so, right. Uh, yeah, I know nothing about the. I know nothing about this game. I don't know what. what don't what need to know a lot. It's just a great win. I can't it's, a, it's a great win. Well, um, I've, I've learned a valuable lesson, which is don't write off the don't write off the Italians like I've been doing for twelve years. Uh, yes, but although, come back to bite me. I did watch some against uh, the All Blacks last week against a second-string all-black team, and they weren't very good, in all honesty. They got hammered by a second-string all-black team. I'd love to know what went on here. Um, yeah, I I saw the end of it, the the kind of finale, where there was a disallowed try mm. for, Argenti- for Argentina, for Italy. Um, but it didn't matter because they were already two points up and they just cleared, closed the game out. Even though this is the worst Springbok team in history, let's just call it that. For, yeah. You know. That's easy. Let, let's go with that, right? Is this the best ever win for an Italian side? Or is a win over France more important? They've beaten France, they've beaten Ireland. Beaten Ireland, they've beaten France. They've beaten everyone, I think, except for England, England in the Northern Hemisphere. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah. Um, if you look at the the history, I'd say yes, but because it is a, a poor South Africa team, and it's not just a poor team, they've, they have got multiple problems yeah. in that team and in that setup. So... That 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 I feel like that diminishes it slightly, but still, it's a hell of a win. Who's even it? taking all those yeah. issues mm. for South Africa? It's a Absolutely hell of a win for Italy. Is. Absolutely is. 
who and you know in recent on recent podcasts we have been you know questioning their tier one status, haven't we? Yeah, I th- I said get rid of them yeah. immediately. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, who is in a worse situation then, South Africa or Wales? Hmm. Well, this is an interesting one, isn't it? So I have seen this game, and before we start uh, ripping Wales to pieces, actually, and they can, do th- actually, before we get into this, can I just say you may you may say that? Can I just say there are multiple uses for a cornerstone razor? No. If, if it's got so bad being a South African or a Welsh fan, oh no, or just but I'll just leave that I'll leave that dangling there. I won't yeah, say yeah. anymore. But <laughs> cornerstone razors are incredibly sharp. You will have the closest best shave. You could have. Uh, they look after us on the podcast. They help us do this. They help us stream this on Facebook Live, which we hope you're... And thank you for the comments. We'll get through some of those in a little bit. Share and comment and all the rest of it. At Rugby Podcast, you can follow us. But you could get, and this is the reason we do it, uh, you could get the best corner, uh, the best razor on the market, better than Wilkinson Sword, better than Gillette, for just £4 for your first order. And with that, you get a free aluminium, customised, engraved with your initials, cornerstone shaft to go with your beautiful wonderful cornerstone razor if you go to cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers or egg 10 at checkouts continue if you want by the way if you want some beer to go with your razors beer 52 <laughs> some people like beer some people beer. like razors that might some be a better like both so- them. that might be a better solution if you're really dis- yes, <laughs> really yes, distressed yes. about the state of your world <laughs> oh, yeah i was depressed about Wales, so i bought some razors should have bought, bought some beer <laughs> jokes on yes. you uh code for that rugby 10 rugby 10 beer 52 sorted there you go so wales uh, you did see this yeah, game i did see this game now the first thing i want to say is before we start smashing wales to pieces like they deserve to be smashed to pieces let's just say that J- japan outfit is incredibly professional. I mean, you just have to look at them I and look at the bo- like the body shapes, uh, the coaches they've got in charge. The whole operation is a serious, serious tier one level operation. Jamie, Jamie Joseph is as good a coach as probably money can buy. I think they've got Tony Brown working on the attack there. It's a it's a good good team. Wales. Um, this isn't my quote. It's someone else's quote regarding. Uh, Cuthbert, the harder he tries, the worse it gets, and it, <laughs> it is just so incredibly true. He tried true. so hard yesterday. Yeah, he yeah. could not have. I've never seen Alex Cuthbert try that hard before. If, if that's the case, yes, exactly right. Um, now, <laughs> if rugby, if you picked a rugby squad, right, based on numbers of a top of a top trump card, and they were just physical statistics, <laughs> you would probably pick George North on, on one wing, and when he was injured, you would get Alex Cuthbert, because he's a natural replacement. Yeah. I feel so sorry for the lad. He just... well, it depends what criteria. Yeah, you're just having height, weight, speed. All the exactly. Rest of it. And, exactly. You're, and you're not having... Uh, Co- coordination, brain, intelligence. coordination, intelligence, uh, all- decision making, yeah. <laughs> um, catching. Yeah. It's like the, we- the Welsh, like the Welsh wingers, are actually picked on me- on you know tangible measurements. Uh, everything else just do- do- doesn't really matter, and that's how he's kind of got in the team. I can't for the life of me think he must be the second or third best winger in Wales. It, it can't be right. There are guys playing rugby in Llandidno, in Colwyn Bay, in Nant Conway that are probably <laughs> slightly more qualified. So it it it's beyond me. Why is uh, I mean, well, well fine. I would uh, fine. Uh, right, okay. So you reap what you sow, okay? And I'm I'm going to put it out there. I think Warren Gatland has done a fantastic job for Wales historically. Yep. Um, you've always defended Warren Ball. Yep. And, and all of those variations. 
I think the chickens are coming home to roost a little bit because you've had what ten years? Yeah, eight, I think it is. Oh, okay, eight. Best part of a decade of Warren Gatland's Warren Ball, and then all of a sudden in 2016, you say oh, we don't have anyone who can be a playmaker. No, we don't have any centres who are inventive. We, we have a very short list of fly halves who are able to to break a game. Well. And I think the two the two are not. It's not a coincidence that one has led to another. I think you made a lot of uncorrelated points there. Um, I mean, we do have a centre that can unlock defences. His name's Scott, uh, uh, Scott Williams. Very, very creative player. In fact, Wales has got lots of creative players. They just are seldomly picked for the national team. Um, the Warren Gatland era is going to draw to a, cl- a close sooner rather than later. Uh, the, I mean, the problem we've got at the moment is Rob Howley is in charge. I've, I've spoke about Rob Howley before, so I won't hammer him too hard. He just looks like a defeated man. He looks like he's defeated and he's lost. He looks like one of those football managers who's just got the chairman's vote, vote of confidence. I thought that Ro- I thought the Rob Howley thing, and I think a lot of people in Wales probably thought this could come at a good time because they'd already identified Wales have to change their way they play. Yeah. It can't continue. You aside, you're round to that way of thinking now, JB. Well, but you I'm not, but- because what Gatlin Ball allows us to do or what it did traditionally allow us to do, is play to our strengths. Now, you can't just change our team. Who are the, the biggest problem that Wales have is that they have prioritised the national team over the regions. So regional rugby doesn't produce... Like, if you look at the Irish setup, the, 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 the Irish provinces are packed full of talented players. Well, where are these same players for Cardiff Blues, for Ospreys, for Dragons? Well... Yeah, you know, exactly. Right, so you can hold on. Before we get down this little rabbit hole, I want to just yeah. focus on the coaching for a second because here's one little stat that I saw, and uh, this is someone tweeted us at Rugby Podcast. I will find your name and give you the credit. But uh, they went back and watched the 13 minutes that Sam Davies was on the field. Now he is someone who could be the future yep. for Wales at 10. And they said in 13 minutes that Sam Davies was on the field, he took the ball at first receiver three times. Forwards were at first receiver. 14 times in that same 13 minute period so even when you have someone who has that creativity and has that game breaking quality Wales are playing one out Bosch rugby looking for contact going go through the phases just go through the phases it it just doesn't work yeah I do disagree with that but uh, there again you know if they did start throwing it to their young creative fly half and it, it went disastrously wrong you'd be the first one to say what are you doing it doing passing to a young fly half on his first cap you know uh, so it goes both ways but no I don't disagree with what you're saying it is not working particularly well at the moment. Is, Ains- um, is Ainscombe just getting picked above Davies because he has a central contract? So I don't see any other reason for it. I don't know. I mean, I think it's incredibly um, arrogant of Wales to think that they could walk over Japan with effectively a second team, a second yeah. team, sorry, second string team. Uh, yeah, they won. It was a good win because Japan are a good team, uh, but they should have put out uh, as. M- well, I was going to say more for more more first team is their strongest team. All right. Well, so another so one other point I'd make then. So the coaching I think is is, is just poor and um, it's and I, I would I don't think Warren Gatlin's a, a poor coach. He has done very well and he's he's, excellent a, coach. he's an excellent man manager. I think that he 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 his style with that squad is is past its sell by date and he hasn't identified the need to change, but. The club system in Wales, right? So players don't have to play well 
for their for their region side to get into the national side, or even, okay. even or even at play, all. or even play yeah. at all. Uh, look, I'm not going to get into Welsh rugby, right? Because as soon as you do, it opens up a trap door of just you know a trap door into a room full of vicious snakes. So just don't even comment on it. <laughs> you, you, you can't imagine with, England with saying that. Where where you can't imagine an England player getting picked uh, playing poorly. And when they and when we oh, absolutely and when Completely we agree. and when we suggest that maybe that is happening with Marlon Yard, yeah. We were, you know, everyone's up in arms saying, I don't get this. But on that one, it seems like Eddie Jones had a little bit of a plan. He wanted to just well, I mean, keep his powder dry with Rocco. I and guess wait that is PGA. my point about yeah. the national side versus the re- against, uh, uh, sorry, against the regions. If you're saying these are my centrally contracted Welsh uh, players and we will manage them for the benefit of, for benefit of Wales, well, they're not going out there. They're not having, you know, that intense game time, you know, it just doesn't work. It does. It doesn't work, and it should be changed immediately. But Welsh rugby's got far more problems than than I can solve. What about this? Potentially, we're all wearing our brand new Lions jerseys for 2017. Yeah, uh, which you can see on our Facebook live stream. What are the chances that in the first test against New Zealand there won't be a single Welshman in that wearing this shirt mm-hmm. in the 15? Which seems unthinkable when you think back four years and you know how what? many Welshmen. Yeah. When uh, Gatlin announces that his captain is Warburton, the, the world <laughs> is just going to end, isn't it? You know, the rugby community is just going to blow up. Um, do you yeah. think he will? I have no idea. I hope he doesn't. Although, I mean, it, when Warburton scored his try, that was a little microcosm of Welsh rugby, which I mean, is how reliable, uh, how reliant they are on those two players, Alan Wynn passing to Sam Warburton. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think there is a good chance that Warburton will be named captain. Yeah, I think there's a strong <coughs> chance. Uh, I think there's a strong chance you, you might see Fallatown in the start, but in the lineup. You, did but... you just watch CJ Stander playing? Oh, yeah. <coughs> different, I'm, I'm talking. Players, so if, if you want a captain, you've got the four captains of the home nations. And I know it doesn't have to be one of those players, but they'd be the most likely options. I don't think it'll be Laidlaw. I, no. I don't think it'll be best. I think Laidlaw will even go on tour. Possibly not. Um yeah, it won't be it won't be Laidlaw's captain at all. I don't think it'll be best. I don't think it'll be Hartley, but he's probably the the closest one, other than Warburton and Gatland's well, got a track record of supporting Warburton. Yeah, well, there has been a precedence of a national captain not getting the Lions captaincy. Uh, O'Driscoll and O'Driscoll, O'Connell. Yeah. So he might go a completely different way. Yeah, he could do. He todgy. Mm, I actually, I think Martin Johnson was Lions captain before England captain. Was he? I think he might. Yeah, be. I think they, the Lalia was England captain. Yeah, they picked him because they wanted someone that, the, that a South African would have to look up to. <laughs> that was the psychological thing they wanted. Uh, but by the way, some comments have been coming in on Facebook. Sam French said, "Learn to cross those legs, ladies. Keep, keep the mouse <laughs> in the house." <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, quite com- I'm quite comfortable how things are. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Martin de, R- de Ridder said on the subject of England getting the uh, beating all, the All Black record of consecutive Test wins in Tier One. Said, remember, if we also get 18, Stuart Lancaster got the first one. It's a very yes. good point. <laughs> Uruguay, yeah. poor old Stu. Poor, poor old Stu. <laughs> Mind you, he's doing all right for himself now. He's got a little cushy number in Dublin. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Podreg um, has, has message on Facebook saying JB you're showing too much there so I think that's an echo in the previous <laughs> it's comment fine. it's fine let the boys play okay um, no right. quiz no rugby social today um, I, I have got um, a little little fun thing for us shall we save it for the, for the domestic, no, domestic no, no, no oh, oh no. Okay, okay so there was a story about a, an international rugby player this is the international podcast he was a Spanish international rugby player Oriol Ripple Going, uh, is there? Yeah, is there another one? Uh, there was one. Oh no, Italian rugby player. Sorry, oh, I don't know any. An Italian rugby player, um, 
former Italian rugby player who was inspired by Breaking Bad and is facing jail <laughs> after yes. building his own crystal meth lab in London and making hundreds of thousand pounds from dealing meth. He even made the meth amphetamine blue, just like in Breaking <laughs> really? Bad. I'm actually surprised that more people aren't doing this. Yeah. <laughs> you tempted? No, I'm rubbish with chemistry. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll find the guy's name. But it did inspire me. On Friday afternoon, we we tweeted out and asked for suggestions for a drugs fifteen. We had an incredible response as well. Yeah. So I'm going to run through a fifteen. Well, we should get the Breaking Bad music. Let me get the Breaking Bad music while I do this. Oh, I can go up right here, and we can do it. Have do you got it. it? Okay. So thank you very much. At Rugby Podcast is where you can get us on Twitter. Uh, so if we miss one or you've got a better suggestion, then um, you can get in touch. Are you doing it, JB? I'm doing it now, mate. It's uh, see. Oh, 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 oh. Hang on a second, mate. I've got it if you want it. I've got it here if you need it. Yeah, but we'll do it. Uh... You're doing it your way. You want to you use your little toys, don't you? Yeah, exactly, mate. <laughs> All right. Here you go. Oh, and best songs. What's, what, what's that about? Breaking Bad best songs. I just want the... Breaking Bad theme. Do you want the theme tune? Goodness me. Seriously. Maybe you do it, Tim. Alright, maybe I'll do it then. Okay. Loose Head Prop, suggested by Peter Wright, is Ellis Ganger. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Mike Norris has got a hooker as George Shooter. Fine. Martin Castro Giovanni. E. Yeah. That says Matt Stevens. Uh, second rows, there was loads. There was Brent Cokebane. Yeah. <laughs> but I liked Marijuana Itoji. <laughs> James Mitchell. Uh, Alf Montague said Eben Etzameth. <laughs> and then there was, you could have an all South African second row with Wacky Backies both. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I like that. <laughs> um, blindside flanker, James Haskell or Jerome Cocaino. Uh, and open side flanker, Richie Smackor. It's a bit tenuous, or uh, Neil Blowback. But I don't want to use Dave Lowe's suggestion of Neil Blowback because I like number eight, Josh Blomont. Uh, Kevin Wu suggested that one. And Bankers Bonus on Twitter said Kieran Weed. Fly Half, Morgan Paracetamol. No, next. Uh, fly Half, you had Charlie, Ho- Charlie Hodgson, anyone called Charlie. I liked Rugby Reggie's suggestion of Michael Linercoke. Um, and then <laughs> 2CPCP was quite good as well. That's very good. Yeah, that's very one. good. Um, left wing, James Snort, Rico Gear or Hosea Gear. Yeah. Um, centres, you could have Adam Hashley Cooper and Matt Popper. And a right wing of Paul Smacky, <laughs> said Sam Honeywell, or Joe Rocker Cocaine, says Tom Powell. And a fullback. Pills Milena. <laughs> I like Scott Scott Speeding as well. Oh yes. Or Scott Sped P P E D. And Sam Roberts, our friend of the pod, uh, got in touch and said, "Dave, methylene dioxymethamphetamine. Uh, he was a, a cracking player for Fylde <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> I think you might be having a laugh. <laughs> and uh, I didn't understand this tweet. Maybe you can explain it. Uh, but mean Englishman on Twitter at Rugby Podcast said. Alex Cuthbert, Andrew Higgins, Michael Lippman, Matt Stevens. Oh, no. Uh, but I don't understand that. No. So no, I, mean, no. I think you must have been confused. And we, did, we did miss one guy, Max Caps. You heard of Max Caps? No. It's not, sure. Max no. Caps isn't a drug. It's a, um, this guy who used to play for Salford City Reds, who, let me get this right, 
It was caught in a traffic stop. Lost his call completely. Uh, <laughs> and then the police managed to pull out uh, bags of drugs from his mouth, 12 packets of crack cocaine worth 170 quid, and five packets of pure heroin valued at £677. Bloody there off. you go. Okay, Max Caps, you're in. Max yeah, Caps. At Rugby Podcast to tweet us. I love the fact that the value is just so exact. £677, exactly. <laughs> street yeah. value. Yeah. yeah, so Max Caps, everyone. Uh, right, international rugby. What, what, what else we got? Oh, Kurindrani's finish. Oh, yes. oh, my word. Yeah, that's unbelievable, wasn't it? If you haven't seen it, go and have a look at uh, Kurindrani's finish for Australia in what was a good win for them over France. Yeah. We don't need, you, you, you will not need to visit an adult website for several weeks. You've got, wow. all, you've got everything <laughs> you need right there. Uh, however, so yeah, light a candle and enjoy watching that Did again and again and again. Did you see the South, oh, sorry, the Pacific Islanders sevens team that they put out like a picture of all the guys from the islands yes. from France and Australia. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, well, that, that's similar to um, Tonga played USA this weekend. Yeah. And um, the USA players all joined the Tongan huddle for a, a song and a chant after the game. Oh, fab. Hmm. Not my thing. Um, <laughs> uh, technically, that Kurindrani try wasn't actually a try, though. Why? Because the, the I want it to be a try and I'm glad it was. But the law is because it, it it was in contact with the post and yeah. the try line. Yeah. Okay. And and the law is if you ground the ball at the base of the post, as in the the, the touching goal post. Yeah. Um, the corner flag, if you like. Um, if you place the ball at the base of the of the flag, it is it is a try. Okay. Kurindrani, the contact was made with the post before higher up before it ro- then rolled down to the ground and touched the floor, which means it was out. It was touching out. goal, but that's split. Hang on, uh, hang on. It went to a TMO. Obviously. The post is in what the flag, the corner. The flag. Oh, the flag, not the, the actual corner post. flag. The corner yeah. flag. Oh. But they have those little foam things that go around them now. Yeah, they? yeah, the yeah, Square yeah. things, probably for branding. Do you know? I'm um, genuinely amazed. No one's injured themselves badly on a post. Whether it be like the plastic ones that we that we have down at Talk H, have you ever seen seen one shatter? Yeah, and they like razor weapons, sharp. Yeah, they're like shanks. Yeah, and I'm amazed that no one's ever been impaled on yeah. a flag post. Before. There you go. Have you ever been impaled on a post <laughs> at Rugby Podcast? Please let us know. Uh, po- post injuries, please. Corner <laughs> corner flag problems. I do remember there was an episode once of Nine Nine Nine. That was a horrific show. And a teenager slips and puts a javelin through his neck and survives. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. Oh. The worst bit about that is it's like watching the first 10 minutes of Casualty. Oh, I love, you I know, love that. You know what's coming and you yeah. don't know. Warren Gatland on, <laughs> on a ladder underneath a flight path. Dogs running around. He's on the, yeah, someone, someone's calling the phone. He's got a cup of tea. What's yeah. he going to do? What's going to cause him to fall off and shatter Sweetheart, his heels? This, this tea's extra hot, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've all been there. Anyway, well, I don't know where we got on that tangent. That's all right. Um, good. Any other games from this week? So there's the Scotland. Oh, Argentina. Scotland. We've not said anything about. Yeah, with the last minute penalty, mm. um, where they had the. Did you see? I don't I've, know the I've, score. I don't know anything about this game. 1916. Um, to who? To Scotland. Oh wow! With a last minute penalty, um, a minute before in the 78th minute, they built up. They were in the Argentina's 22. It's 16 all at this stage. Mm-hmm. In Argentina, 22, and Finn Russell goes for a drop goal, and it was charged down, and you thought, that's it, game over. But then they retained the ball, started working it forward again, and a stupid, stupid no-arm tackle 
gave given by one of the uh, Argentines gave the penalty away. Oh, what an idiot! Just, you know the chop ta- chop tackle. That's what so I was going to say. What he did was a chop tackle. Yeah. With no arms, and then on the floor wraps his arms around. So they're both lying on the floor, and he just wraps his arms around <laughs> to try and make it look like he had done. It's so stupid. I think that's what I was going to say about the um, Sam Kane tackle. Let's revisit this. Do you think the fact that they made head-to-head contact made the rest of the tackle a lot more clumsy? And you see, do you know when same with the chop chop tackle? Do you know when you have a chop tackle and Dan Lady gets knocked out before he even completes the wrapping of the arms? You go, oh, no one tackle, knockout, and yellow card. Off you go. Yeah, that's a anyway, not to revisit that. Yeah, all, let's, let's not revisit that. I'll tell you what I will revisit is some of the comments on Facebook at the moment, and apparently it's being reported in a newspaper and in other in other probably less reputable and more rep- and, and in more reputable um, I meant to say more reputable um, uh, places whatever I've, I'm losing my energy now boys <laughs> fine uh, is uh, Rob Howley will be the Lions attack coach yeah I heard that um, wow brilliant he's going to know what we're going to get from the Lions hmm uh, I mean I, 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 I'd also heard this is more positive for possibly the Lions and for Wales Ben Ryan could be skills coach that'd be interesting that doesn't really excite me at all I'd be, I'd be interested well, to see what he's a sevens coach, isn't he? He's a sevens coach. He's a good coach. Have I ever mentioned that he coached me at 15? <laughs> no. <laughs> Did he? Oh, I'll, t- I'll tell you about it another time. I don't talk about it. It's fine. Oh, you should mention that more. <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't excite me too much. Um, shall we do the predictions for next week's games then? Yeah. Let's do it. Sorry, Scottish, Scottish fans. We should probably have gone into more depth there. but uh, well, I I, I've it, only so seen the highlights. I've yeah, not seen the full same, game, same. unfortunately. Yeah. I was in the, I'm at my limit in, of 26 hours of rugby this week, so... Yes, yeah. Um, right, quick notes on the games. Oh, by the way, just one more thing. Uh, we have been told that maybe our little catchphrase should be changed from let the boys play to let the boys breathe, requesting that we... You, JB, you keep please keep your legs crossed. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. They are very, very they, short they shorts, very JB. They're not that short. They are pretty short. If you want to see just how short JB shorts uh, are. Oh, lovely. Egg chasers on Facebook. Have a look at the video of this podcast. Right, um, go on then, Phil. Right, so again, we've got some less important games followed by some more important games. So we've got uh, French Barbarians play Australia, which I imagine will be a second string Australia team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samoa play Canada in France, in Grenoble. Germany play Brazil in Leipzig. Mm. Italy play Tonga. Uh, that should be a very good game is it Tonga that should be interesting can, yeah. I, can I also just show you something which is going to put you right off as we as we wrap up this podcast um, we're being watched on people's because of now people have like uh, sticks and, uh, like Chromecast and stuff oh yeah we're on people's TVs in their living room oh their wow fireplace. hi yeah. guys hi <laughs> <laughs> that was mm. Alan Hardiman I think one of these days no forget yeah Alan uh, <laughs> evening Alan um yeah, Italy Tonga, you'd expect a good Italy win. Uh, then we've got Romania Uruguay in Bucharest, which will be interesting. Uh, and Fiji play Japan in France again. Excellent. And then the big, bigger games. So England play Argentina. Yep. Are we all going for an England win? Yeah, I am. I think Argentina have been. Disappointing. Disappointed. Disappointing. Yeah. It was. I thought it was interesting. I was. I was, I just assumed that Eddie Jones would shuffle his deck a little bit more. I yeah. was kind of pleased that he didn't. In a way, he's just. Yeah. Um, who do you, Who do you think will be the wingers for England? Rocco, and if May's May. if May's fit, yeah. Um, I mean Yard again today 
didn't didn't do anything. No, he's he's not done anything at all this season. No, there's no reason why he would be pushed back. I don't see Rocco get get a real shot now. Yeah, in a slightly uh, more high key test match as well. Yeah. Um. So are we all saying England England win? Yeah. Yep. Uh, hopefully, we actually get to see some of the Argentinian flair as well, because we've not seen it at all in the the Welsh or Scottish games. No, they've been incredibly boring. Well, yeah. they had they were against Wales, right? About Scotland. Well, they scored sixteen points. I want to see how Dan Cole gets on because he had a rough time of it against South Africa, and yeah, Dylan Hartley, not his captain and stuff. But if he weren't the captain, there's, there's arguments that yeah, maybe I'd George like to see deserves that. his spot. I'd like to see that change sooner rather than later, actually. Interesting, mm. but who, the problem I have with that is who do you make captain? Uh, yeah, good question. Well, if Launchbury plays, he won't be a bad shout. Has he got much? He's done it a bit at Wasps, not a huge amount. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, it's who, who's got Young's, experience of it? Uh, yeah, he's so hot and cold. I don't know. Uh, it's going to be Dylan Hartley and Farrell. Yeah, Farrell could do it. Farrell could do it. But you're adding a lot of pressure to a guy who's already playing out of position and Rob, kicking sticks. It wouldn't upset me that much, you know, if Rob Shaw was it, given it. It wouldn't upset me that much, but he has shown he's made some bad decisions. Like It's easy to say with hindsight, but he's, he's done it on a number of it's occasions. It's weird, though, to think that you picked that you pick Hartley as a captain for his you know decision-making. Decision decision of all the things you pick him for, yeah. it's not decision-making. So maybe Rob Shaw could... Maybe you know, he leads by example and works hard. I think it'd be. I also think it's almost a little bit deserved that he has. You know, if, if the opportunity arises, that he should, definitely should be considered. If Hartley was injured, it'd be interesting to see see what they'd do. Yes. Uh, then we've got Scotland Georgia, which I would expect a Scottish win, but it should be a good test for Georgia. Uh, we've got Ireland Australia, which will be a hell of a game. Yep. Um. And I'm not too sure which way that's going to go. I could see Australia winning that. If Ireland aren't clinical, mm. they were two weeks ago in Chicago, they were very clinical. They were not at all this week. And it... Do you think there is a chance, though, um, that Ireland are, kind of, are all emotioned out now? In terms of the Axel Foley? Uh, no, as in terms of they beat the All Blacks. Yeah. They were on a roll. They, went, they, they stormed through Canada. And then they kind of built up for this New Zealand game. And if they'd if they'd have won it, I'd have said we would take their momentum through to Australia. But I don't think they're, they're going to do did that. Did we overblow because it was 111 years coming? Did we did we overblow that win? Because New Ze- you pointed it out on on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, Phil. New Zealand hadn't lost centres. Yeah, they ended up with Ardi Surveyor on the wing. Yeah, no, I don't think we did. I don't think we did because the All Blacks team and the game last night was so much different to other. All Blacks games and you know, the style of play and how it all panned out. I mean, the actual point score is very low. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't. Uh, I was thinking Devils Africa, yeah. by the way. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think we did blow it up. I think Ireland have played. But we didn't make enough of it. That's what I'd say. Ireland yeah. played very well in both games, but it's it's that question mark over their cutting edge. That is that is the only thing that concerns me. If the, if they can make those breaks and finish them off, then they can beat Australia. Yeah. Obviously, conversely. Uh, it could be tough for them. All right. Next up, I, I'm, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm worried about an Australia win as well. Yeah, I Australia think, win would I'm be worried worrying. about. I've got. A, I've just got. A, although oh, I've got a feeling there might be England, but anyway. Yeah, yeah I think England are gonna hammer them. I won't worry about yeah. it. Uh, I'm not so sure. Anyway, next game: Wales, South Africa. 
the two Ugh. least on form teams. Is that yeah? Fair no, this, to say? We need a name for this cup, the Cuthbert oh, Cup. Oh right, no, right. Okay, stop, stop. I, I need to. I need to point this out. I, I love this. So <laughs> one of the nice things about rugby, one of the things I really love is is the history, like a club crest and all the rest of it, and. When England play Scotland, they play for the Calcutta Cal- Cal- Cup, yeah. which is three cobras um, made out of rupees on you know little bell-shaped yeah. thing. It's just amazing, you know. It's amazing like the history and how it's made and all the rest of it. And the Webb Ellis Trophy is well, they actually just found it in a jeweler's. They don't know what what it's for. It's not made for rugby. They quite liked it. It was a kind of last last minute thing, but it's kind of it's very rugby the way it is all kind of quite tin pot and thrown together. It's actually got a pineapple on it. And I think it's got dolphins on it too. I'll have to check that out. Wales played Japan for the most historic trophy of all. It's the Under Armour Cup. Oh. <laughs> and it's just a silver cup with Under Armour engraved on it. So I don't know, I mean Presumably, it's not going to have the history of the Calcutta Cup have been played for over 100 times over 100 years. Because when Wales change their sponsorship deal to Reebok, they're not presumably going to play for the Under Armour Cup ever again, are they? See, I, I just don't believe that the relationships between Japan and Wales will, will be good. I think it'll be frosty because if you were a Japanese player, I would refuse to swap my jersey with a, with a, my Welsh opponent. Oh, I was looking there's, at those jerseys. No they're they're amazing, aren't they? Kit, the Japanese kits are incredible and the yeah. Welsh kit is horrible. Well, do you know, Canterbury, they don't learn their lesson. Um, when you make a, as nice a kit as the Japanese one and it keeps selling out, make more of them. They've literally got no more Japanese kits left again. <laughs> wow. So make, make more because they sell well. Uh, yeah, and give us some. Exactly right. Well, no, we got the last one from the World Cup. Right? Where, where is that? Where is it? It's, 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 uh, you've it's, got it, it's you've got it safe. It's, it's size large, uh, so I do. <laughs> uh, occasionally, I might pop it on. Anyway. Uh, I'll, uh, I, I'll give you my Jets top and my Jets hat if I can borrow the shirt to uh, put on the wall. Only borrow it, not yeah, have yeah, it. Yeah, Just no, borrow we'll it. We'll put it on the wall. We need to have it in shot. We need to rotate some of these. Yeah. You're, like, you're, you're just because just you're... That Tom, that Brady one needs to be rotated. What? No, that's, that's the best. That's the best top here. We need to. When it's an international pod, we need international shirts. Yeah. And when it's a domestic pod, we need hey, domestic shirts. Um, our our fantasy league. Yeah. Uh, just you know, you reminded me of Brady. Then um, uh, I'm going to build the Brady Cup. That's what we're going to play for, the Brady Cup. Well, this might be worth talking about on the domestic podcast. Yes. When we do the domestic podcast, uh, which is coming midweek to this feed. So subscribe, please. Acast on iTunes, subscribe, and you'll, we'll deliver it straight to you. And I will tell you that uh, we will give you all the information we have on George Ford. Because I have some extra information. Do you? Ooh. Well, it might not be extra to you. I may have shared this with you already. Okay privately however i will share what i know which is more than has been reported in papers and stuff um interesting i'll tell you what i understand on wednesday on, on the george ford situation which is coming out on wednesday so. or later on on this feed whichever way you want to <laughs> whichever way you want to play it whenever oh yeah depending on when you're listening to this it could be any time anyway so who's going to win wales south africa okay so uh, back to this game this game um Two of the worst teams, two of the most disappointing teams of of the autumn. It should be banned from being played in the national stadium. They should play it on a school field somewhere. <laughs> um, it should be treated with the disdain that it deserves. Yeah. Um, Keelan Giles in Cuthbert out. Eighteen year old Keelan I'll, Giles. Oh, I'll go on the wing. Sam, I mean, da- Sam Davies ten. Well, you just have Lee, Halfpenny, Liam Williams, and George North, and then Keelan Giles. Why is George, no, is George do you know what? injured? Do you know what? Is I don't know. Or what? Was he just rested? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there. Liam Williams is fantastic, but he's so good at fullback 
I don't. Th- I I just don't think Halfpenny is. Well, I, I'm gonna put it out there. I I, I wouldn't pick Halfpenny. I wouldn't mm. pick. I wouldn't pick Cuthbert. Wouldn't pick Halfpenny. Wouldn't pick Roberts. But you wouldn't pick bigger. Okay, wouldn't, so wouldn't pick Lydia. This isn't. This game isn't big enough for Dumb Bigger. I agree. So I wouldn't <laughs> go with him. Uh, Lions test. Yeah, bring him back. Sure. Uh, I'm surprised to say that about Halfpenny because um, you quite like the New Zealand one finisher, two two ball player fullbacks. The problem with Halfpenny is one of the worst kept secrets in the world is he's a terrible catcher and passer of a rugby ball. Yeah. I mean, he genuinely is dreadful at that. Yeah. He's good at tackling, he's good, he's good at high balls. Yeah. And he's good at kicking long-range penalties. Yeah. yeah. Good God, he's bad at pa- catching and passing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, a half-penny pass to Cuthbert is just asking for trouble, isn't it? <laughs> what do you reckon, a 20% success rate? Less. Less. <laughs> Unopposed in training. <laughs> yeah. Less than 20% it's, success it's like, rate. It's like watching Dave Ward through unopposed to Charlie Matthews in a warm-up <laughs> and miss it. That's that's the sort of standard that we're looking at. Uh, so, who's going to win? I just I don't know. Oh, rugby, God, so rugby will not. Yeah, rugby's a loser. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say Wales at home. I think they're both rather than Wales going. Do you know what we need to open up? I think they're gonna go more. It's gonna become so important they win. They're gonna go even tighter. Yeah, and yeah. I think South Africa are gonna do exactly the same. Yes. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? That that's the default setting for how for how you win a game. Well, it's yeah. not. It's not like uh, the expectation of a nation and disappointment of a nation is gonna kind of unshackle the team and allow them to play really expansive <laughs> rugby is it when was the last time you were this frustrated watching Wales it must well, be, it must be see, 10 years the thing is I'm not really I mean I do support Wales when I watch them on, on TV but I'm not really a massive Welsh Welsh fan I'm not really a massive fan of any team so it doesn't you know, I'm not really Except that frustrated Sarah so, uh, it used to be Bath. You used to go yeah. on about Bath. I remember those days. Uh, and Exeter. You've left. But people that listen to this podcast that support Bath and Exeter no. must feel so hurt by, well, by, here's, the, way, by here's your the thing. I will, nature. No, I will support or take interest in any club that I think or team are doing interesting things. That's the only thing I really care about. I mean, or who you've met a couple of people from. Uh, that uh, it does play into it. But if, if that was the case, surely I'd be a, a huge Tigers fan. Yeah, well, mm. that only came via sale shot anyway. Yeah, matter. there you go. Right, final game, France-New Zealand, which I think will be a comfortable New Zealand win, probably 15 to 20 points. Mm. Um, but again, I'm not sure it, it'd, be nice, it'd be nice to see France progressing. France uh, yeah. have, and Thank, they have been progressing. Yeah, they have, they have. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, clearly New Zealand. New Zealand comfortably. Yes. Because uh, I don't think France will be able to sustain that defensive effort that Ireland did. And Ireland did for a huge period of that, period of that game and still conceded three tries. Mm. Um, I don't think France will be so able to So if you're France, that. how do you go about this game? Do you do you plough the Stade de France b- before New Zealand show up? Uh, I'm not, I think you have to play very, very simple rugby, which is... You, uh, you hope for rain and you water the pitch? And you kick... Kick to the the weak links. Try and find space. Kick to surveyor and put everyone chase having like a full field press. Yeah. Um, well, I and, and then hope for the best. When Australia were in their pomp with uh, Larker, <coughs> uh, sorry, yeah, Larkham, Burke, and Latham, Sterling Mortlock, Sterling Mortlock. Um, they they spotted John Lomu as a weak link, yeah. and they peppered him with high balls. Yeah. And Joe Roth would be all over him. Yeah, so he yeah, so was a Rolls Royce of a player, wasn't he? Wasn't he just? Uh, and in some ways, similar to uh, Jamie Jamie Roberts, 
Um, you know, he was a was he in Oxford Blue? Yeah. He definitely played in, played in the varsity. Yeah, he did. Uh, so yeah, hmm. maybe maybe they do targets there. Hmm. All the games. Yeah. That's, that's all the games for next week, and then the following week there's only a couple. It's just uh, England Australia because it's outside the window. Right. Uh, so shall we? Wrap this pod up. Yeah. If you're watching on Facebook Live, keep it on because we will just continue. You will reset the music. You'll see how the sausage is made. Um, and yeah, let's just wrap this up then. All right. Yeah. So one final mention: um, cornerstone.co.uk/slash/eggchasers um, or egg tenant checkout if you want to get on board with those guys and help support the podcast because uh, they keep us going. Thank you very much for listening. At Rugby Podcast on Twitter, iTunes, Acast, subscribe. Next podcast coming straight to you. Top work, Philip. Thank you, Tim. Top work, JB. Thank you, Tim. In a bit. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.